everyone. Welcome back to the Political Pundits podcast. Today we will be discussing how collectivist countries deemed so by Hofstadt's theory of cultural dimensions, such as China, South Korea, and Taiwan, have handled the COVID-19 pandemic compared to individualistic countries such as Canada, the United States, and the United Kingdom. We hope you'll listen along and enjoy. A bit of background information, the Hofstadt's theory of cultural dimensions allows for countries to be classified as either individualistic or collectivist depending upon the score that they are rated. Um, And numerous factors go into deciding whether a country is individualistic or collectivist. Countries are scored on a scale of 100. So a score over 50 indicates that the country country is individualistic, whilst a score less than 50 is um, indicative that the country is a collectivist country. So for the countries that will be examined today, China has a score on the Hofstad theory of culture dimension scale as 20, South Korea 18, Taiwan as 17, whilst the individualistic countries um, that are going to be spoken of today are Canada, which has a score of 80, the United States, which has a score of 91, and the United Kingdom, which has a score of 89. Right off the bat, it can be seen that um, countries that score as individualistic on the scale are those that are Western, um, and those that score as collectivist are Eastern. So that's something to consider um, whilst listening to the podcast episode. So when looking at um, Hofstad's series of of cultural dimension um, and how it connects to the pandemic, it's important to examine how governments approach the early days of the pandemic. So collectivist countries had a different approach to controlling the pandemic when compared to individualistic ones. So collectivist countries were quicker to encourage mask wearing and set strict measures in place for citizens to follow um, much sooner than their individualistic counterparts. So if we look at Taiwan, for example, it had its citizens wearing masks by March of 2020. Um, And putting this into perspective, the province of Ontario finally mandated masks in October of 2020, um, local medical health officers having to mandate masks in their jurisdiction before that date. Uh, Former President of the United States Donald Trump refused to wear a face cover and claimed that the novel coronavirus would leave in April due to the heat. In the United States, most states mandating masks anywhere from April to August of 2020, a month or more after the World Health Organization had declared the coronavirus a global pandemic. Um, In Wuhan, China, the province in which COVID had its first outbreak, um, it was put into lockdown on January 23rd of 2020 after surpassing 100 cases. And given that the first case of COVID was documented in the area almost a month before, it seems like a a latent irrational response But when looking at um, how individualistic countries handled the early spread of COVID-19, there's really a stark difference, and they did rather well. Um, So once again, to put this into perspective, Canada and the United States decided to suspend traffic across the U.S.-Canada border on March 18th of 2020, and two days later, Canada reached 1,000 confirmed COVID cases. So next, I think it's also important to compare vaccination rates. So I think it'll be interesting to examine countries' um, first responses and then versus how now they're responding to the challenges of the pandemic now a year and a half in um, versus when the pandemic first started. So um, vaccination rates vary across countries, but according to um, our world and data, the following percentages are where each country stands in vaccination rates. 
This is first and second doses combined. So China has a vaccination rate of 76%, South Korea 65%, Taiwan 48%. Um, Canada has a vaccination percent of 75%, the United Kingdom 71%, and the United States 62 So it's rather interesting that whilst individualistic countries had more of a delayed response to the pandemic, their average vaccination rate is 6.3% higher than that of collectivist countries. So this could be because individualistic countries are more eager to return to normal or maybe individualistic governments learn from their mistakes. Um, Or perhaps it may be that collectivist countries aren't reporting um, true vaccination um, rates. Another key comparison that is important to make is the number of case counts, um, the difference between individualistic and collectivist countries. Uh, So these are a total number of cases that each country has tabulated since the beginning of the pandemic, um, which makes the most sense to compare. The numbers fluctuate depending upon the source that you are examining, but this data specifically was taken from Worldometer. So China has reported um, 95,000 cases, South Korea 200,074, Taiwan 16,000, Canada 1.5 million, the United Kingdom 7.2 million, and the United States 41.9 million at the time of recording. So there is a prominent difference in case numbers for individualistic and collectivist countries, Um, And this potentially indicates that individualistic countries don't care about each other as much as those of collectivist um, societies do. So perhaps um, those in individualistic countries care less about the good of society and more about themselves, which is rather in line with um, individualistic values. It's more about the individual rather than the group, whilst in a collectivist society it's more about the group rather than the individual. Study that can be integrated into um, this idea is Barry 1967, which proposes that people who are subject to more collectivist societies are more likely to listen and care about the opinions of their community members um, compared to those who are subject to individualistic societies. And so um, this study is also can be tied to Hofstadt's research. Um, so the cultural dimensions of individualistic individualism versus collectivism and how they affect conformity levels of participants in um, Barry's study. So um, how does this apply to the pandemic? Well, it can be argued that those who are part of individualistic societies were less likely to conform to measures imposed to reduce the spread of COVID-19 because they cared less about the community members and what they had to say. um, And so they refused to conform in order to protect the greater good. So the opposite can be said of collectivist countries, um, people in collectivist societies and conform to the measures wanting to keep their community safe from the virus. And so this is rather interesting as it shows just how much one's mindset may affect the lives um, around them and their lives. Uh, so a s- recent study was conducted. It's called The Tragedy of the Commons, How Individualism and Collectivism Affected the Spread of the COVID-19 Pandemic. Um, it's a rather interesting study and it examines the, um, less examines more correlates um, Hofstad's theory of culture dimensions to Worldometer data about um, COVID-19. Through the comparison of data, um, the team who conducted the study found that individualism was highly correlated with deaths due to COVID-19 and concluded that um, the the results found suggested that um, more individualistic a society, the more it suffers from COVID-19 related cases and death. 
So I think it's rather safe to say that in an individualistic society, um, the masses are less likely to conform to measures and are more likely to um, be focused on themselves rather than working for the greater good. And if that means wearing masks or um, taking measures to ensure that stop the spread of COVID-19, uh, they're, they're less likely to do so. Whilst in a collectivist country, um, the people band together and ensure that they are vaccinated or they need to do what needs to be done to keep their community safe. So thank you for tuning in to Political Pundits um, and hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Stay tuned for future episodes. Thank you for listening.